Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to a bonus episode of Podstalgic. Uh, I am your host, Peter. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is a movie review podcast where I take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. But for this episode, joining me on a conversation of, uh, I don't know, best 80s movies from, or best 80s songs from 80s movies is uh, Mr. West from Via VHS. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited about this. Yes, uh, aka Mister uh, Fievel Goes West. Fievel Goes West. I, I'm I'm down with that. I like it. Aka Mister West Side Story. Yes. I've, uh, yeah. Aka Mister Westworld. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do what you do, man, on your show. I I have a good time with you and Peeps. <laughs> so for anyone that knows us, I think they're kind of picking up at least what I was trying oh, to do there. I I got you. I, yeah. I I liked I liked having the AKAs for once. Beams yeah. always get some, so I, I liked having it. So I I thought I'd do that for you because uh, you, you know I host a show and I do things like that for other people, and I always kind of feel like, oh, what if somebody reciprocated that for me? So there you go, sir. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I really, really do. Thank I, you. I wish I had some better movies, but hey, Five Goes West. I'm, I'm sure Five Goes good. West. That was a part of my childhood, right there. So well, there Westworld was great too. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, so, sir, you're joining me for this. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do on your show? Okay. Well, um, so Via VHS is the podcast that I, I host. I have uh, three other goofballs that are, are on there with me, Alex, Derek, and Biebs. And uh, we're just a bunch of 80s and 90s kids that like to, to reminisce about movies that we grew up with. But we also talk, you know, current topics, current movies. We review movies. Um, and uh, right now we're doing a big 90s tune tournament. So there's a lot of TV involved in what we do as well. So we have it's kind of a broad spectrum. But, you know, the perspective is the 80s and 90s kids perspective. And we just kind of rib on each other and, and have fun for an hour and a half every week. Yeah, it's a great listen. Obviously, it's part of my rotation. Uh, I listen to every episode, and I encourage um, you know every everybody to check it out. And yeah, no problem, man. Uh, You know, we're all we're all here to support each other. And Mm -hmm. this crossover episode, I think, is very fitting because I, you know, um, there's not a like a. I I guess you can say that on my show, there is a focus on those '80s and '90s movies, but other movies as well to kind of open it up. But the focus is on taking a nostalgic trip you know, mm-hmm. on the movies that we kind of grew up watching. And obviously, um, the, the reason I have you on the show, because you gave me the idea, um, not for this episode, but for what I was doing on Twitter. And mm-hmm. um, basically, I just I just kind of threw out an, uh, a tweet one day and said, uh, which one is the, the best song from an 80s movie? And mm-hmm. it was just like four random songs. And then you go, hey, you should turn this into like a bracket. And then ultimately, like um, every day, I was just throwing throwing up like another, you know, four four new songs, having people uh, vote on it in a poll, and it got crazy, man. Like I got like they did. yeah, I got over a hundred, you know, um, votes, and I was getting new followers, and people were suggesting songs, so it was definitely getting a lot of love, and I didn't even know what I was gonna do with all of these like results, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, here we are now doing an episode on those results. Um, so what I did was I took 28 songs and it was tough because 28, uh, and I did it for like seven days too. And I mm-hmm. think there was like four rounds, but 
at some point, I had to use like a song twice just to make it work、uh, logistically. And I don't know, man, I had a lot of fun. And kind of going in there, it's really interesting to see like what was getting love and what was not getting、mm-hmm. love. And I don't know, man, we'll kind of get into it.、Mm-hmm. So, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to start with number 28, working our way down. So, this is going to、mm-hmm. be the top 28 songs that you, the listener, the people on Twitter, Uh, the ones that the, these songs were voted into a poll. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, or I'll name the name of the song. We're going to talk about the movie, you know, what we kind of remember、uh, about either one. And、mm-hmm. I will tell you、uh, if it actually cracked the Billboard 100. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that, that was very interesting. And that is actually something that I do on this show. Again, if you're a first time listener, when I review an older movie, I talk about the first or the, the number one song at the time of the movie's release. So I thought it'd be、mm. fitting to kind of incorporate that into this as well, having a Billboard Top 100 you know, result kind of thing here. So,、mm-hmm. number 28. Oh, and also,、um, h- how some of these songs were、uh, made it on here, because、uh, you mentioned to me last night, you know, Purple Rain should get a little bit of love. Now,、mm-hmm. I'll spoil it now. Purple Rain did not make it into this list. It's just. Surprisingly, it wasn't on a lot of lists that I found online.、Mm-hmm. And also, nobody suggested it. So, that, you know, poo poo on you, Twitter. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a weird, it's a weird, that's, that song is odd because it is su- such a big song. Even though the movie is named Purple Rain and even though the album is Purple Rain, it's, there's so much culture around it. You don't think of it as a movie song a lot of times. You know what I mean? Even though it kind、right. of is. So,、yeah. I think that, that had a lot to do with it. That could be. And yeah, I think people just kind of forgot, you know, the, the, the,、mm-hmm. the correlation there, kind of like what you, what you mean here. People probably just think, like, oh, Prince, you know, the, the, the album. But I think some people forgot about the song or the,、yeah. the, the movie. So,、yeah. rightfully so, the movie was, yeah. It, it's been a while. I, I remember、yeah. Apollonia、uh, very much.、Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. I, I was very young. I was very、yeah. young. Apollonia. Yeah, so, um, so I, I did go through like three different lists、uh, online and I tried to grab the songs that were like on all of those lists. And also,、mm-hmm. I was taking suggestions. So, so these, a lot of these songs are from those, and none of them I feel like I even really added myself.、Um, mm-hmm. So, here we go. Number 28.、Uh, and maybe I'll have you guess the movie, right? So,、okay. so that way you have some、uh, input off Ooh, the bat. The this very first、tough. song is Oh Yeah by Yellow. Oh Yeah. That's the one. Definitely, definitely from Ferris Bueller right there. Ferris Bueller's Day Off、mm-hmm. and also The Secret of My Success. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I think I, I, think I saw that. I yeah. So Helen Slater、uh, was also in there.、Mm-hmm. Um, so that did crack in the, the billboards in 1986, and that reached 51. Okay. So kind of high. Kind of、yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too. And number 28, like it's funny because I felt like there was at least a handful of people saying, like, oh, what about, oh, yeah, you know, what about Yellow? You know,、mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll throw it on there. I remember it more so as like the Twix commercial song, you know?、Uh, was it、oh, Twix? I think, yeah. Twix or、I、Snickers? Think, maybe Snickers. Maybe it was Kit Kat. I don't know. One of them candy bars. Yeah, it was a, it was a candy bar for sure. We'll, Definitely we'll def- candy bar. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but.、Um, mm-hmm. I, surprisingly, 51. So it definitely wasn't,、uh, wasn't that hot, I, I guess, when it came out.、Mm-hmm. All right. 
So at number twenty-seven is "Win in the End" by Mark Safin. Nothing. No, nothing. Crickets for me. I'll yep. one. And I, I know a lot of music, and I, I'm having trouble placing that one. That's okay because uh, it didn't crack the Billboard, but this um this was on the first Teen Wolf movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was actually the end song, um, and surprisingly, so yes, yeah, somebody suggested it. It did get some votes, but not enough. Not uh, enough. I think the round that it was a part of, it got like five percent. You know, okay. of the hey. four, yeah. So it's a good song, but yeah, it didn't even crack the Billboard. At number twenty-eight, I got "I Can Dream About You" by Dan Hartman. Twenty-six, right? Twenty-six. What did I say? You said twenty-eight. Did I? Okay. Yes, yeah. twenty-six. I was just helping you out. Uh, 20, <laughs> so, uh, I can dream about you. Yeah, look, it sounds just like him. Can. Yeah, I know. I've, Close my I, eyes. I, I, it's it's yeah, Eric Hartman. I, I'm, I'm the songbird of this generation. I really am, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you know no, what I'm movie not. that's from? Oh, gosh. I have to be honest. I, no, I don't. I Streets don't. of Fire. Okay. All right. You know what? My mom had that vinyl. Soundtrack? Oh, okay. She had, yeah, single. she had that vinyl. Yeah. Uh, the I think she had the whole thing because I'm remembering. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, look it up while we're talking just to make sure that's that's what I'm thinking of. But I'm pretty sure my mom had that whole vinyl. Yeah, the Streets of Fire. I was actually a guest on the uh, Jay's Movie Talk um, podcast, and I did a review on that movie with Jay. Uh, not not a movie I grew up with. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I had never seen it until that review. And I I knew the song more than I did that movie, and that's where yeah. the song came from. So uh, it did crack the Billboard 100 at number six in 1984. Yep. Um, and I feel like the first time I heard it was actually on like a compilation of like songs from movie co- uh, soundtracks. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So uh, so Streets of Fire, Jay's movie talk. If you want to hear my review, um, my guest spot on that as well. Did you awesome. find find what you were yes, looking for? Yes, I did. My mom did have that vinyl, and I never okay. listened to it. So that means my brother owns that vinyl now. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> you go. So, it, it, I'm sure it costs money now. Yeah, pro- it probably does. All right. Number 25, uh, Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, I know the song. I don't know oh, the movie. It's a hot soundtrack. It came off of Footloose. Oh, that was in Footloose? That was in Footloose. At, at least, oh, actually, Footloose, and uh, I believe, I, I don't have it on here, but off the top, it was also in Short Circuit, I feel, at the end of uh, the first Short Circuit movie. That sounds right, but I'm having yeah. trouble placing it. But I know the song very well. I, I remember the video more than I do it being in a movie, because it was like a western theme video, I think. See, I haven't I haven't done Footloose yet, but I definitely did Short Circuit uh, on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I feel like I might have used that song at the end of that episode. So definitely check that out with guest Mason. Um, you know, okay, so that did crack the Billboard 1984, oh, yeah. also at number 34. Mm, I, that's actually lower than I thought it would be because yeah, Bonnie Tyler yeah. was Bonnie Tyler had some hits in the 80s. She wasn't doing too bad. 
No, she wasn't. So I was surprised too. That is pretty low. And you know what? As we also go through this, when I list these names, um, obviously you don't know what's coming ahead of it. But if I said holding out for a hero number twenty-five, maybe you could throw in if you feel like it should be lower or higher, or, yeah. or just about right. You know. Yeah. I, in retrospectively, I, I can I can attest to that. But I will say this on the billboards: I'm surprised thirty-four is where where it ended up. Maybe that's what we'll we'll say, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but but a lot of them are kind of like in the top, like top five. Uh, are they? Yeah, a lot of. I them. know you got. I know you got some big hits coming down the line. I know you do. So. Oh yeah, man, we're only on twenty five, baby. So yeah. here we go, uh-huh. number twenty four. I'm a little salty that it's this low on on our list here. Number twenty four. If you leave by OMD. If you leave, mm-hmm, my child, don't take, take my. my yeah. yeah, okay, that's what movie was that in? Pretty in Pink. Okay, I have to be honest; I've never seen Pretty in Pink. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. You're not you're not missing a whole lot. It's a good movie, but mm-hmm. it's not one that you need to go see. Um, but, it's Ringwald, uh, right? Yeah, it is. It is okay, a Ringwald okay. movie, uh, John yeah. Hughes, and that was number four in 1986 in the top Billboard. Oh, okay. Wow, that's pretty good though. Yeah, that is, that is kind of low on the list. Then, if you if you think about it, yeah, uh, great song, mm. great song. Um, there, there's like a punk cover too that does it justice. I would All like right. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I I I feel I forget who it is, but I think it's called the Postal Service. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. I did <laughs> have a phase where I was like looking up all the punk covers of like '80s music. That's good. Not a bad idea. All right, number twenty-three, "The Touch" by Stan Bush. Okay, the touch. The touch. Okay, I might need a refresher on this. Transformers the movie. Oh, what? Yeah, Stan oh. Bush. Mm. Not even, not even ringing a bell. No, I, I don't even know if I watched the Transformers movie. Neither did I, and that's why yeah. I'm not familiar with it. But uh, Stan Bush, you know, another guy we'll see later on here uh, on this list. And this one, actually, I think uh, about three, at least three or four people were like, hey, what about the touch? What about the touch? You know, so I threw it in there. Uh, That made it on 23 on our list. Never cracked the billboard. Wow. So it could be one of those things that it was an animated movie, you know. um, uh, As a cult following. Cult cult following because Mm -hmm. it's a Transformers uh, animated movie at that. So uh, I hear it's a it's a very good movie. A lot of people love it, uh, and the song I'm sure goes great with it. So one of those things, kind of like how we just talked about "Win in the End." You know, Teen mm-hmm. Wolf obviously a cult following, not mm-hmm. a not a beloved movie, but it's um I, I also actually if anyone's interested, that was our 100th episode here where my son joined me for that. Uh, that was a, a very fun episode. Um, all right, so number 22, "Into the Groove" by Madonna. You sound just like her. Yeah, I know. Just like her. Yeah. <laughs> just as pretty. Just as pretty. Just as pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, obviously, from Desperately Seeking Susan. Now, not a movie I grew up watching, Mm-mm. but I remember when I was a kid, my uh, aunts and uncles, uh, they, they watched it because they were the right age um, for the song in the movie. So I obviously know the song as a Madonna song, never knew it as like 
the song from this movie. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, didn't crack the Billboard. What? Now, now here's the thing. Um, I think it's because when the song was released, it was the B side of another song, and the Billboard 100 has got its like criteria, you know, mm-hmm. for it to make it on there. And I think that's what it was because wow. it was the B side of another single. Crazy, right? Yeah. Do you know what single it was by any chance? I don't remember. And um, okay. I, I think when I saw it, uh, I was all like, I don't even know that song. You know, but it could mm. be one of those things. If I heard it, I'd get it. But again, this is just a Billboard Top 100. But I'm sure it was like number one on like other charts. Yeah, that's still crazy so, though. Yeah. Still crazy, and mm-hmm. that's something to keep in mind. Um, I didn't, I didn't even bother to like pull, pull out the criteria for the Billboard. It's just, that'll just, blame uh, you. Yeah, one of the charts that I go on. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. This research that I did uh, was already. Took me long enough. <laughs> this no, is probably I bet the so. most research I've ever done. Uh, wow, might yeah. say something about me. So, <laughs> n- number twenty-one, "Shake Down" by Bob Seger. Bob motherfucking Seger. I just gotta say real quick, Bob Seger to me is even though he's commercially successful and commercially a huge hit, maybe one of the most underrated artists of all time. I love Bob Seger, have his greatest hits, listen to it constantly, in my top five all-time artists. Love some Bob Seger. This is one of my least favorite songs of his, though, however. But <laughs> okay. but I love some Bob Seger. This was uh, on the Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. 2 uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reached number one, Billboard Top 100. Uh, that's our first that. one so far, number one in 1987. Mm-hmm. This song is Academy Award nominated. Wow. And it's one of my least favorite of his. Yeah. So, and and I can't talk about the other songs uh, nominated that year because they come up. Oh wow! So, what year again? Eighty. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay. Nineteen eighty-seven. Cool. Academy Award nominated song "Shakedown." So first number one so far. First Academy Award nominated for us. Throw something out there real quick. If you want, if you're a big fan of Bob Seger, there's some underground songs of his you might not know as well. His one of his best songs, and I'm loving. Love Night Moves, Love Main Street, Love Fire Down Below. Go listen to a song called Get Out of Denver. It's on YouTube. Get Out of Denver is really, really good. Doesn't get the love it needs, but Bob Seger's the man. Don't you love like underrated music? Yes, you know, just, I do. So, so Some people, they just miss out. And you know, some people just listen to the radio. That's your mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's why I, that's why I loved, uh, especially when I was younger, purchasing albums because mm-hmm. you get to hear some of those gems that aren't on the radio. Yeah, so, I agree wholeheartedly. And and to throw something out here to pimp a recent episode you did, you guys did was a top twenty underrated uh, movies. Yeah, top twenty underrated movies. Uh, or I, we just, uh, I guess it ended up being uh, twenty, but yeah, it was episode twenty. But we did um, most underrated movies, and I think we all picked five. And unfortunately, Alex wasn't with us on that e- episode; he had to be somewhere. Mm. But um, yeah, that was that was a fun episode. Yeah, a, a lot of definitely a mix of different type of movies, and yeah. you guys went off of like Rotten Tomato scores too. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a fun listen. Definitely check that out. Um, all right, so the next song here, uh, okay. and I, I feel like this one should be higher. And mm-hmm. this is uh, one of those situations where something happened where I'm like, all right, had I done the poll after this certain uh, um, specific event, I feel like it would have been higher on our list. Mm-hmm. But it's Saint Elmo's Fire at number twenty by John Parr. Okay. 
obviously it was uh, from the movie Saint Elmo's mm-hmm. Fire. But recently, did you catch that um, uh, Deadpool two trailer? Yes. Do you know what song was on it? Yeah, I'm trying to. Re- I mean, I'm assuming it was that song, but yeah, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying yeah. to place it. Yeah, but yeah, that's it, so interesting. It's, it's that song, and it would have been higher too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like people would have like remembered it again, but. I saw the trailer of Deadpool 2 and then I tweeted out like, oh man, if I did the poll like after the release of this trailer, I feel it would have gotten a lot more love. Mm-hmm. Well, John Parr, the artist, he retweeted it and then I messaged him. I was like, hey, you know, if, you know, I'm paraphrasing and just kind of simplifying it, but I was just like, hey, you want, want to do an interview? And then he followed me. Oh, wow. Which I was like, oh, that's good news, right? And so like I kind of went further in DMing saying who I am, what this is for, what I plan to do, mm-hmm. nothing. He oh, he just no. he just looked at the message and nothing else. I'm just like, what was the point of following me then? Yeah. Dang. So, maybe yeah. you never know though. He might come around to his senses. Maybe, maybe one day. But uh, yeah, that that was number one in, in 1985. Mm. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. And I've talked to uh, numerous people about this, but I felt like th- this is one of those songs that not underrated because obviously it was number one on the top Billboard Billboard mm-hmm. 100 at one point, but I felt like this song should be kind of up there with your um, crap. I don't want to like name anything that's coming up, so it should be up. Uh, it should be higher. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. feel this song should be higher than at number twenty where we have it on this uh, Twitter poll. So I feel like my mom had that vinyl too. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but I mean, I definitely know the poster and the cover, and um, that was like th- that was a Brat Pack movie, right? It had like it was, Rob Lowe I was going to say stuff. that. Yeah. So maybe if your mom was a Brat Pack fan, uh, she that, was, that would I'm make sure. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was her? Was her? Who was her dude? Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, I don't uh, know Emilio, for sure. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say if I had to guess, I'm gonna say Emilio. Emilio. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get my mom to listen to this and just tell me if I'm wrong or right. If if I had to if I had to guess, I'm saying ooh. Well, Charlie Sheen was in the Brat Pack too, right? I, I don't think he was considered. I, I think was it's because Emilio was already in there. If you think like Breakfast yeah. Club, yeah. you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying go to the... think. He he was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, and, and, with a cameo. And the fact, what I consider a kind of de facto um, Brat Pack movie, even though it's not really considered one officially, which I don't know if it's an official thing anyway, but um, Young Guns, and he was in that too. With Emilio, so. yeah, I wouldn't call that a a brat pack just because that's um, it's pretty much just him because like Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, like there's really mm. nobody else other than Charlie Sheen and Emilio. Uh, yeah, you're right, Billy the Kid. Uh, yeah, I, I don't it's, think it's, I, I would call it's that flirting. Brand. It's flirting with it. It's like the second tier. Okay, yeah. well, which I reviewed on this show. So check yeah, that Young out. Guns is awesome. Hey, Feel free to pimp out any of the episodes you've done here. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, I didn't mention at the top of the show. I was on your show talking about RoboCop. Yeah. The OG. I mentioned it. Yeah, the OG RoboCop. The OG. Okay. Here we go. Uh, number 19. So we so we finally broke uh, in, into the 20 here. Mm-hmm. Top 20. Nothing's Gonna Stop Us by Starship. You want to do a duet? Is that why you're laughing? <laughs> I, I have to refrain from singing all these songs. 
Anyway, this great song. Uh, obviously, it was on the Mannequin movie, uh, yes. which I also reviewed with friend of the show uh, Justin from So I Married a Movie Geek. Oh, so, that was a jo- I need to go back and listen to that one then. Yeah, yeah. Justin was yeah. on that one. We had a, a a good time. Two guys talking about Mannequin. Um, <laughs> great listen. So that came out in 1987, right? It hit the Billboard uh, at number one, and also this song is an Academy Award nominated song. Oh, there you Along go. with Shakedown, same year, same year, both lost. Damn. By the way, mm. so great song. It's a great duet song at the karaoke too. Oh my god, dude! That whole that band Jefferson, you know, just their whole history. Starship, yeah, Starship. I think I think it was Jefferson Starship, and then Jefferson. Oh, oh, okay. I, I got you. And the I, first I, name. Yeah, and I think it. If I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. I think it literally derived from Jefferson Airplane, which is a completely different. You know, you got songs like White Rabbit and, and, and things in there. If you listen to Platoon, that was in there. If I'm not mistaken, that's the same group, and it just kind of evolved into um, We Built the City and all that mess. And oh, Jamie. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's like that same progression, but I'm not 100% sure about that. But either way, it's weird. It's kind of like uh, you, you got Potter and Family on Twitter, and then people start forming their own groups and super groups. Yeah. <laughs> Super groups. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, yeah. wink. I got no, you. That's right. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> number 18, We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner. Now, you're blanking. Uh, you're blanking. Oh, it's, it's, I'm holding out for a hero in no, the that's, that's, No, that's, that's, that's holding Tyler. out for a hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah we already uh, missed one. This is, we don't need another hero. We don't need another hero. What we is it? We don't need another hero. Tina Turner. Uh, Ma- uh, Mad Max, Beyond the Thunderdome. Beyond Gosh, the Thunderdome. and I love Thunderdome, too. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, it's uh, not the titular song, it, but it's it, the song It made me sing Bonnie Tyler, so now I'm mad at it. Yeah. It's kind of funny because the titles are very similar, and yeah. even I almost kind of got mistaken. This one actually was um, su- suggested by a somebody who was part of the poll, and it, it got enough love, you know. So that's pretty awesome that it broke. So it's number eighteen here mm-hmm. in 1985 in the top Billboard 100. It hit number two. Um, and I'm sure it's behind like one of these other songs on this list, you know. So I have found. Um, some of the songs that were like number uh, like number two or number three, like the songs before it, are also on this list. So I didn't go that further into like adding that in here, mm-hmm. but number two, yeah, nineteen eighty five, great song. Wow. So yeah. it's also one of like uh, Tina Turner's like um like one of her most successful hits also, and it's so it's so weird. Like you, you hear the song and you think of like Beyond uh, Beyond Thunderdome, you're just like, how are those two together? Yeah. You because. Know? Uh, it's not a song you think. I don't know. It, it just, it's the eighties, though. You know, it's the eighties. Yeah. That's that's all you can explain. Yeah, the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, hashtag eighties. That. That's that's all you need. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, number seventeen. I feel this should be higher on the list. It's "Send mm-hmm. Me an Angel" by Real Life. Send me- Oh wow! I'm trying to remember this song. It's like right. I know it. It's from two different movies. Uh, it was on Rad, which I also reviewed, and Teen Wolf Two. Teen Wolf Two. I've never, I've never seen either one of them. I got a lot of really? flack. Okay. okay. I got a lot of flack. Um, I want to say it was. I, w- I joined Justin on a movie geek 
dra- I mean, uh, so movie I married draft. a movie geek. I did their movie draft and with fork found reviews and Colt 45. And, um, they were talking about that movie. Is Which that the one? one with Christian Slater rad? Either way, it, they were, I'm pretty sure they're talking about that movie and I was getting a lot of flack for not watching it. I definitely so. recommend Rad. It was like a BMX, you know, type of type of yes. movie. Yeah, you know, that, this kid's mm-hmm. trying to save his town, um, and the love interest is uh, Aunt Becky from Full House. Oh, a really? Very, a very young Aunt Becky. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Aunt Becky. Yeah. yeah, Becky had it going on. She sure did. Uh, yeah. So definitely check out that movie. Um, I, I recommend it. Obviously, I, I reviewed it. I, I think I gave it like a really high rating on my show too, but I'm also very generous uh, when it comes to those ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, just remember, it's an 80s movie, but it's I, t- to me, for what it's worth, I thought it was still pretty good. But definitely, yeah. it's got elements of the 80s, um, a very good soundtrack. Mm. Um, all right, so that was 1989. Number twenty six on the Billboard hundred. So okay. I feel, in retrospect, like uh, I, I think it, it actually it would be higher now, mm-hmm. uh, but I just went off like the year, um, like the movies came out. But send me an angel. It's uh, I feel should also be higher. But for you, for you not remembering, I'm trying to remember how the song goes. It's definitely um, the guy that sings it. Uh, is, is a little bit higher, so I'm not even going to attempt it on here. You'll just okay. hear it on the episode uh, when you listen back. I can't wait to, yeah, I can't wait to hear the little snippets. Uh, oh, good. yeah. People are going to love it. Uh, number 16, here we go, man. We're almost at 15 now. 16, You're the Best by Joe Esposito. Is it, is it, You're the Best around? around. That's it. Get you. I have no idea what yeah. movie it's from. The Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the I'm The Karate done. Kid. Okay. So, 1984 did not break the Billboard Top 100. Mm. Kind of crazy, you mm. know, but if you think about it, um, I don't know. It's not a song you'd dance to, you know, so, uh, no. so it's not going to get like a lot of radio play, which is, uh, which is one of the criteria that I do remember, radio play, sales, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It so, is a great montage song or a commercial song. Great it, it, it's, it's been in commercials since too. So, oh, absolutely, it's, it's great for that. And so, if I'm just like flipping through, you know, a playlist and that's on, I'm probably skipping it. But if I'm like making some type of '80s montage, that song's gonna be one of the first ones that come to my to my head. So, yeah, yeah. I wonder if there would be it, it would be interesting if we did some type of like top uh, montage songs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that then, that was. You'd, you'd have to think about all the movies that does montages, oh, though. So that's, uh, which by the way, I'm gonna throw this out now. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they there was no there was no love for any. Well, not I don't I don't say any, and that's already kind of spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until yeah. we get to a specific I, song. I, I'm interested to hear that. But this song was written for another movie, mm-hmm. and. And so I guess there was like flack uh, for this song being chosen for the Karate Kid because mm-hmm. there's a there's a line in there, history repeats itself, and mm-hmm. people are like, wait a minute, Daniel Larusso is only you know fought one time, and as little as that little line is, like people are like, what well, what's the deal? But yeah, it was written for a, a another movie um, for mm-hmm. a, a third installation, which will come up again later. Okay, I have a feeling I know what it is, but I'm I'll okay. be interested to hear for sure. All right, number 15, one of my personal favorites, Rhythm of the Night. Is that, um... The Barge. Oh, okay, okay. 
I was thinking for some reason I was thinking Rhythm of My Heart by Rod Stewart, but no. Yeah, it is completely different. <laughs> and that for some reason that popped into my brain. I'm like, that was what movie was that in? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So um Rhythm of the Night was on the The Last Dragon, right? It came okay. out nineteen eighty five, Billboard Top One Hundred at number three. Again, one of those situations I did see this, like the first two songs have mm-hmm. been um, either will be or have been mentioned already. I just didn't write which ones, um, but it was number three because of the other two songs in front of it. So obviously in the 80s, great music. So it's really hard to make them all number one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, also too, real quick, some, you know, this is when the big music video craze was hitting. Yes. So yep, it, if it you was. can, if you can capture that within a movie and then also take that snippet of the movie and put it on MTV, then that that's like a, that's bigger than a trailer at that time, really, you know? That's a great point. That's a great point because um, for those, you know, that maybe haven't seen it or uh, have forgotten in The Last Dragon, it, it was shown as a music video within the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a great song, The Last Dragon. I also covered it uh, on this show with uh, with my son. I also interviewed a guy who runs the um, the website, the was it the, the Last Glow or something <laughs> like that, and he's a super fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I ordered a T-shirt. He was a super awesome guy, Craig Sutton. Um, mm-hmm. He's also moderated like some of the, uh, the some of the at some of the comic cons with like Ernie Reyes Jr., uh, Ty Mac, who was in the movie. Um, so it was it was a fun episode. Check that That's out. That's cool. Uh, thank you. And uh, okay, so number fourteen. I mean, I'm getting excited. We're we're getting close to like 10 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14, for me, I feel like this song should be lower. Okay. Um, but I feel like it might be, it might hold like a special place in a lot of people's hearts. But Maniac by Michael Sambello. No, I actually, I think it's right where it needs to be. I don't like the yeah, song that okay. much, but I feel like okay. in terms of popularity, um, and the movie too, Flashdance. Yeah, Flashdance was huge. Um, you know, uh, dancing was huge. You know, this decade. Oh, absolutely. That that song is. Um, <clears throat> you know what I think of honestly when I think of that song is actually uh-huh. a '90s movie. Okay. I always think of Tommy Boy. Oh when, yeah, when Rob Lowe was spraying yeah. him off and he's doing the maniac, thing. he's covered in mud. Yeah, I yeah, always yeah. think of that movie when I hear maniac. Actually, is is that the uh, the same scene where he's like, "Gee, did you eat paint chips when you were a kid?" <laughs> I don't know, but it probably <laughs> why? was. Why? Or he's like, "Yeah, why? Yeah, why?" <laughs> he's, he had like a smile. He's just laughing. <laughs> why? <laughs> Chris Farley, man, yeah. he's the man. Uh, he, he was he was something, man. Him, uh, John Candy, missed those guys. Yeah, ditto. I agree. Uh, 1983, that one was at number one. So oh, uh, Yeah, I figured that so was So people one. agree yeah. with you. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, number 13. Here we go. The Time of My Life uh, by wow. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes. Now... Oh, I was thinking, no, I'm thinking of a different song. Um, now, she was, didn't she also do the song with Joe Cocker? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to see later on going on. But uh, Dirty Dancing. That, yeah, one. that's actually lower than I thought it would be. Actually, I thought that would, I mean, if you told me that was going to hit the top five, I wouldn't have been too shocked. 
Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I am surprised that it is this low, uh, number 13 for us. Again, mm-hmm. this was based on the, you know, the people that were voting. Mm-hmm. And now here's the thing, too. Like, some of these songs, it was just unfortunate, the company that it was within. You know, mm-hmm. so like the time of my life, I don't, um, I, can, I can probably pull up the, the, the poll still and figure out what other songs it was, you know, in uh, contention with. Mm-hmm. But that's probably why it is low because of the... the, the the voting, uh, yeah. but this was obviously Dirty Dancing, 1987, mm-hmm. number one. Now we were just talking about some of the songs that uh, have been previously uh, Academy Award nominated. This one was two, mm-hmm. but it won that year. That's awesome. This is the one that won against Shakedown, and nothing's gonna stop us. Oh, okay, cool. I think that's a, between those three. I mean, as much as I love Bob Seger, I, I think this is the winner. I think that I think that sounds fair. Yeah, Academy so, got it right. I'm still pill- pulling up time of my life. Okay, so here we go. Time of my life. Uh, so round two, part four, right? For those that uh, were part of this uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, you guys will remember that post. But um, so time of my life came in. Actually, shit, it actually was last in voting in no this way. particular poll. It was last. Uh, the next one up was In Your Eyes. So time of my life had 14% on this poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Your Eyes was 16%, so just 2% more. Mm-hmm. 23% Ghostbusters. Okay. And number one, Power of Love, 47%. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> so it's a little unfortunate that it was in that company. You it know, was uh, in a rough group, yeah. It, it really was. And then obviously Ghostbusters, um, very popular song. Mm-hmm. And we pro- let's, let's be honest, we probably had you know more men that were voting and that were into like action and stuff like that. You put mm-hmm. it up against Dirty Dancing, where it's probably more of the, 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 the women demographic, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still a great song. It's a great duet. Um, yeah, you know, it's just unfortunate. And also, real quick, the, the name of the song is Time of My Life, right? Yes. That's one of those that's one of those songs. I know it sounds so weird, but just two words I've had. It yep. would have been In read more Yeah. It it makes it it would have taken it to another level sometimes, I think, if people remembered it. But it yeah. It's still kinda low, but when you when you mentioned what it was voting against, it makes sense where it ended up, but still that yeah, that's yeah. I'm surprised. I know. It it should have been one of those where like, I'm just gonna go ahead and make the the commissioner's decision and throw that into the next round but you know but <laughs> i didn't want to do that so but yeah i definitely side-eyed a lot of a lot of the results and i'm just yeah. like wait a minute now um uh, but yeah that one should be i mean hey the, the, i'll spoil it now that's the one song on this entire list that no actually no i lied it, it won uh best original song from a soundtrack mm-hmm. but there's actually a few more uh later on at least okay. one more yeah okay so okay. um all right, so that was Time of My Life. Number 12, um, Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon. What is that? The that Lost Boys. A... Okay. All right. Or, or, or Boy Justin there might get a little saucy. It's one of his favorite movies. Um, but yeah. you're familiar with the song from The Lost Boys? Vaguely, it's one of those things you hear it and then you're like, Oh, oh right, I'm gonna right. know yeah, it. Yeah, a, I'm, you're gonna I'll, know it off the bat. I, I know music pretty well and I know I will know a song if I hear it for sure, but I'm I'm having trouble, trouble placing it. But, um, I'll be I can't wait to hear the clip of this and be like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself so many times when I'm hearing <laughs> the clips of this and be like, Oh, that's what he was talking about. But yeah, that one's just not even placing with me right now. 
it's it's a great song, and I feel like it's definitely um, it holds up. But I feel like it might be more for nostalgia because surprisingly didn't crack into the Billboard Top 100 that year in um, mm. 19. I don't even have the year because it didn't crack into it. <laughs> wow. So uh, I feel like it was eighty something, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I feel like eighty seven. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that's late eighties for sure. Yeah, great song. Uh, I mean, it made it to number twelve uh, on on the polls. So mm-hmm. there you go. All right, so number eleven, very popular song. I feel maybe should be a little bit higher, but it might mm-hmm. be just right to you. In your eyes by Peter Gabriel. Um, a little higher, but that's it's not far off. Um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, the name should have carried it a little bit further, I think. Um, but yeah, um, what movie was that in? I'm now say anything. Uh, John Cusack, oh, okay, with yeah, the, uh, yeah, the speakers. Yep. Okay. And your so, eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty-six. Surprisingly, extremely low and mm. criminal. That it is this low. Twenty-six in the Billboard Top One Hundred. It really fits. I mean, it perfectly fits into the adult contemporary catalog right. where okay. it, it might not get too high on the billboards, but man, it's, there's, there's a radio station back home. It's, doesn't, it's not the same anymore, but growing up, it was called Light 102.9. And mm-hmm. that was, that was one of the like go-to songs on that channel. My uncle listened to it all the time. It was like <laughs> Peter Gabriel, Sting. Phil Collins, Lionel Richie, nonstop. Those four that guys. That makes a lot of sense. Those four guys were running that channel, man. And then when they were t- done playing Phil Collins and uh, Sting, they'd go play Genesis and the Police, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> they would just back it up. It was, it was hilarious. So, great song, uh, very iconic scene, obviously. Um, yeah, a little low, but, but that makes sense. Like, like kind of how we were just talking about Into the Groove. Didn't even make it into the Billboard Top 100, but it was probably number one for weeks, like on another chart. Mm-hmm. So yeah. could be very well the same thing here. You know, I, I mm-hmm. would be very interested to see like the adult contemporary uh, where that would have landed for sure. Oh, yeah. So number 10, here we go. Top 10 now, man. I can't believe we're here already. Oh, yeah. uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. That's too low. That's too low. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It should be yeah. higher, just like Time of My Life. Yeah. I, I, I think what hurts that song is the inevitable song that's coming up down the road that was from the same yes. soundtrack. Yes. A, and I think that's what kills it. And I think people didn't want two of those songs to be in the top five. But, you know, quite honestly, you know, they deserve it. Uh, yeah. that, so- that song is one of those guilty pleasures you don't want to admit to anybody you like. You, you know? I do. I love yeah, it. <laughs> I love that song. I love I love a lot of eighty songs. Um but yeah, that song is that song is really, really good. I'm surprised it's it's at number ten. Yeah, it's at it's at number ten on our list. Uh it made it obviously number one in the top uh, Billboard one hundreds uh, in nineteen eighty six. This song won uh best original song at the Academy Awards that year. Mm, wow. So that's our second one. Yeah. Yep. So there we go. Uh, obviously a great song. People loved it. Um. All right. So number nine. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hungry eyes. Eric Carmen uh, makes a return here. Feet, 
Okay. Hungry eyes. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know, I know. Yeah. So, uh, came off of a uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Uh, in 1988, this one made uh, made it to number four on that list. So again, we already mentioned the t- uh, time of my mm-hmm. life, which same soundtrack, but this mm-hmm. one's higher. Wow, that's mm, really. You know, I I wonder if it's because maybe people associate I've had the time of my life with Dirty Dancing and maybe not so much Hungry Eyes. You know, it's kind of one of one of those things like uh, Dirty Dancing. It's a, well, it's a period movie. First off, it yeah. takes place in in the fifties, and Hungry Eyes is so eighties. Yeah. You know, time of my life, it, it kind of is too, but it fits so well in that one song, uh, in, in that one moment in the movie. But mm-hmm. I feel like Hungry Eyes is so out of place, not in a bad way. People just think of Hungry Eyes as a separate song, maybe not associated with the movie. Maybe that's why it got more love. I don't know. It's weird though. I mean, it is right. I mean, that's yeah. why I enjoyed doing this. But yeah, number four in the top Billboard 100. So just, just to say real quick, kind of mm-hmm. plug something to kind of go along with what you're saying. <clears throat> you know, I'm I've only done one round of the 90s tune tournament. The second round starts this coming week. Uh, probably I'm probably starting on Sunday. But seeing some of the the contests, you're really surprised where Twitter's going to go with things. Doug barely Doug was a two seed in my 90s tune tournament versus Daria a 15 seed, and it was close. It's like 57 to 43. Ren and Stimpy barely beat, like, uh, I can't remember who it was, like, um, some, oh, the real Ghostbusters uh, animated TV show barely Ooh, beat that's it. That's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, th- there's some weird stuff that you don't expect to happen that Twitter just so really surprises you with, with who they pick. It's, there's other, all kinds of variables that come into play and you never know what's going to really happen, you know? Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, to me, that's the OG SpongeBob. Right. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I, I, it, that one really shocked me. Only beat about two percent. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see it, man. I, uh, that's that's a great episode. And to pimp something out, um, I also do another show called We Got Five. It's a mm-hmm. top five list show. Um, and there's an episode some somewhere in there, top five cartoons. So you know that that might kind of go hand in hand with your uh, your tunes tournament here. I'm gonna uh, promote that with the tunes oh, tournament. Oh yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah thank you. And happen. I'll probably retweet that um, pretty soon here. But uh, some of those um, made it on there. We had a lot of listener feedback that uh, mentioned some of those um, uh, cartoons as well. Mm. All right, so let me see here. Number eight, a song that uh, was kind of teased a little bit earlier, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Is this too low? Number eight? Should it be top five? I'm trying to think of what I know. I know what for sure is coming ahead. A few of them, but it's, it's hard to remember all of them. But um, based on just hearing that at number eight, yeah, it's a little low. But I, I could stand corrected uh, in the future. But that song is awesome. It's a great song. Yeah, if if we're basing it just on the song itself and not how it involves with the movie, that that's near the top of the list for me for sure. The the funny thing is, it was definitely like top five in most of most of those lists that I found online, mm-hmm. and yeah, surprisingly, number eight. Uh, I love all the songs that come, you know, uh, before it here uh, coming up. But um, uh, Survivor c- came out um, on Rocky Three mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty three. 
uh, the Billboard uh, number one. Now, I have an asterisk next to this, meaning that it was at least nominated for Academy Award. I don't remember if it won or lost. Um, okay. We can, we can find it out. I'll look it up for you. Yeah, go ahead. But pull that up while I go to the next song. I, the Tiger, uh, Academy Award nominated for Best Original Song. Mm. So moving along at number seven, Glory of Love, Peter Cetera. That's a yeah. great song. It is. Love a great that song. song. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. That's the last of the Karate Kid uh, movies. So, this one came out Karate Kid Part 2 in mm-hmm. 1986. And this was number one in the top Billboard 100. Also, Academy Award nominated mm-hmm. song. Has to be. Yeah. Peter Cetera with his silky smooth voice. Yes. And I feel. I wish I had wrote like uh, which ones that it lost out to because one of them on here did lose out to um no I, I think I know which one it is so but uh, Gloria Love another Academy Award nominated song mm-hmm. so I the Tiger did you pull that one up oh no I'm I'm having trouble getting getting through uh, on my phone right now um it was nominated in 1982 for Academy Award for Best Original Song, and it lost to Up Where We Belong from Ooh. An Officer and a Gentleman. So another great song, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's, you know what? People love their ballads. Yeah, you know? they do love Up their ballads. Up Where We Belong, it's a great song. It's a, it's a, if I remember correctly, it's a du- duet as well, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense. All right, so let's see here. We were just at Glory of Love at number seven, um, which, by the way, I want to look that up too. I want to see what that one lost up to, uh, lost to, mm-hmm. um, which we already kind of mentioned, like some of the 1987 ones, and I teased it uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of recapped that 1987 Shakedown and um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us were both uh, nominated for Best Original Song, which mm-hmm. lost out to The Time of My Life. Man. All right, so Glory of Love, uh, this one, let's see, it it got nominated in 1986, and... I'll say this about that song, though, you know, the 80s, um, Don Henley, Steve Winwood, um, I mean, even Eric Clapton a little bit, um, Glenn Fry, I can go on and on, there's so many artists that broke away at least temporarily from the group that they were with and had these just cheesy 80 pop hits that were completely different than what the rest of the band was doing, you know, just to make some extra side bucks and end up probably making their most iconic songs. Probably not the songs they're most proud of as a musician, but right. they're, you know, and that song by Peter Cetaria, Glory of Love is, you know, Chicago is amazing. And mm-hmm. this it, that song's very different than most of what Chicago has done, you know. So uh, I always thought that was pretty interesting. So this is actually the um, okay. This is very surprising. So I I didn't know this because I knew that it can't, comes up again later on because mm-hmm. it's the same year. Yeah. But um, it did lose out to "Say You Say Me" by Lionel Richie. Okay. Okay. And it's kind of crazy because I didn't know that was actually on the soundtrack. Uh, it came off of the movie White Knights, um, which wasn't even uh, mentioned on this poll, mm-hmm. but that's what it lost out to. Interesting. Uh, so you see, it's a, it's a great song. I don't, man, as far as like sustainability, I don't think, I think some of these other songs, you know, um, 
Well, but they're in movies that people still watch. Yeah, that's that's, exactly. That's the big factor there. Mm -hmm. All right, number six, a song that you teased, "Danger Zone" Mm -hmm. by Kenny Motherfucking Loggins. That was six? Number six. That was six. Okay, I, I, I have to be honest. I, as long as it broke top ten, you know, wow. it's it's up there with some pretty good company too, though. Number I'm sure six, it is, is but um, see, here's what I did. So I remember the final round. I don't remember who won, and I didn't go back and look on purpose because I wanted to relive it. Uh-huh. And if you told me that one, I would have believed you. So... I don't know. I feel like six is kind of low. I mean, Danger Zone is awesome. Danger Zone's an awesome song. Uh, and then Archer kind of revived it. Um, right. <laughs> not that it was dead, but Archer kind of brought it back too. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it's at six, but I mean, it's still, at least it, like you said, it made the top 10. I'm happy with that. But top five, it, it, it's a little injustice. It's not there, but you know. Uh, again, you've been doing your tune tournament thing. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you it know, really how people is. Are voting. Yeah. Uh, that came out on um, the soundtrack of Top Gun, obviously, mm-hmm. 1987, and it hit number two in the top Billboard 100. Um, mm, that makes sense. And again, 1987, you're talking about the time of my life, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, mm-hmm. um, you know, the time of my life. So a lot of tough songs, you know, so number so number two in the top Billboard 100. Um, I'll, I'll say this too, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Uh, actually, I'll save that because... Okay. Because I okay. know I know that the inevitable is happening here soon, and I can mention it then. So we'll we'll okay. just we'll mention it then. So. All right. So let's see here at number five. Oh man, crazy number five. It's gone by pretty quick too mm-hmm. for us here. Mm-hmm. Number five. Everybody wants to rule the world. Now, what movie was that in? I'm trying to remember. Real Genius. Oh, that's right. Okay. At the very end. I just, I haven't seen Real Genius in years, and I just bought it the other day. So I, I, yeah, I own it myself, but yeah. I, I bought it after reviewing it, which uh, I keep shamelessly plugging myself here, but I reviewed the movie mm-hmm. with a friend of the show, uh, Margot D from a Book versus Movie podcast. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't remember how long after, but I got to interview. Um, uh, Gabriel Jarrett, who was Mitch from the movie, mm-hmm. so he was the you know the the, the little kid uh, along with Val Kilmer. So I interviewed him. He talked about his time on uh, Real Genius. So check out both of those episodes, the review and also the interview. Will do. All right. Oh, oh, I was telling the listener, but hey, you check it out too, Wes. Uh, I yeah. sure appreciate that. Oh, enough, yeah. uh, the support. <laughs> no, I just want to chime in, so I'm going to do it. You know. Sure thing. Um, yeah, 1985, number one on the top Billboard 100. Mm-hmm. There's no surprise there. Mm-hmm. What would have been a surprise if the top five here were anything other than number one, to be honest with you. Yeah, right. I, I agree. So so Danger Zone, I'll tease it now. That's the last of the number two. Uh, okay. Everything else here on out is number one. So there we I don't go. think there's any suspense there because, again, um, but maybe we could discuss whether or not it should be higher or lower on this poll. Yeah, there we go. So number four, Footloose. Now I gotta cut loose, footloose. 
There we go. Kidney motherfucking lock-ins again. That's what I was going to say earlier. Dude, like, I own a lot of vinyls, and I have one called Loggins and Messina's Greatest Hits, okay? <laughs> and this dude saying, uh, Danny's song, well, if you don't know what it's, even though we ain't got money, you know, that song. And then he sang House at Pooh Corner. Very just folky, acoustic, just, you know what you think of at the time coming out of California. I'm assuming they came out of California. Just, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you go and sing. He just, he attached himself to every soundtrack in the 80s, it seems like, and just made a hit out of it. Um, another song that was his, I think, um, that, uh, was it not Caddyshack? Yeah, Caddyshack. He had, um, yeah, I think he did one for Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not on the list, too. I'm trying to remember how it goes off the top of my head, but Kenny Loggins was the man in the 80s. Yeah, I think that song uh, I did I, I saw on like at least one list online, but I didn't include it just because it was just mentioned once. You know, kind of kind of like uh, Purple Rain. You know, it might have been like lower on another list, but oh, I didn't think it was getting uh, enough love, and nobody suggested it, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So again, uh, that one was number four. Falouse, um, the movie. You know, I mean, the soundtrack itself is also a great soundtrack. Yes, it came mm-hmm. out just right around. The, um, I mean, just. At the right time, we previously mentioned Flashdance that came out the previous year. Uh, another great soundtrack. People love their dancing, right? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, I'm All Right was the song from uh, Caddyshack. I'm All Right. Don't oh, nobody yeah, worry yeah. about me. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Actually, I think he did most. I'm looking at it right now. I think he did most of the soundtrack for Caddyshack. He's got three, four songs on here. And then you got, oh, wow. <laughs> then you got Journey on here, which, by the way, that's an injustice that the 80s, the Hollywood didn't use Journey like they should have. That is a gross injustice. Well, they didn't use uh, Journey in the, the 2000s. It's really where they made their resurgence. And I know. It is, it is really, really weird. But Journey, Journey is where it's at. And I feel like uh, the, their song, uh, Don't Stop Believing really started coming back around when Laguna Beach came out, where they actually mm-hmm. featured the, the the song. Uh, not, not not that I watched the show. Yeah. Uh, well, Sopranos, you know. it was in their last episode, and it reached, oh, okay. it reached number one on iTunes after Sopranos. Um, okay. Not, so, not a show I watch, but yeah. I, I hear it's a great show. Oh, yes. Yeah, phenomenal. All right. Let's see here. Number three, Ghostbusters by mm-hmm. Ray Parker Jr. Oh yeah. So obviously, I think people kind of know like the history between this and uh, and another song that may or may not be mentioned. It better be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, 1984 uh, obviously came from the titular title of the song, uh, the same movie Ghostbusters. It hit number one, the top Billboard uh, 100 as well. Mm, that's awesome. I um, we'll, we'll get into the song, uh, the story later because I have a feeling it. We're going to get a chance to. We better get a chance to. But <laughs> I I always, you have to be honest, I hate that song. I've always hated it. But, overrated. Yeah, it's overrated, but it, but not in the context of this list. Right. Because it's so synonymous with the movie and one of the most iconic movies of the 80s. So I have no problem being where, with where it is on the list. As a song itself, the song isn't that great. It kind of sucks. But no, no one's going to bump Ghostbusters in the car. No, no. It's, no, you're right. You're 100% right. Funny thing is, this was nominated for Best Original Song mm-hmm. uh, in 1984, but lost out to Stevie Wonder's I Just Called to Say I Love You. Mm, what movie was that in? 
It was in the Woman in Red. No, oh, whatever that is. I know this. I know that. I know the song, but I don't know whatever whatever movie that is. But great, great job, Stevie. Good job. It, it looks like a, it was a Gene Wilder comedy, uh, directed by him as well. Uh, actually, written and directed by Gene Wilder, starring uh, him, Charles Grodin, and some other people. I don't know. Wow, how I missed <laughs> on that? Then I don't know because I love some Gene Wilder, but yeah, it's still I don't know the song. I know. I mean, I know the song. I don't know the movie. So. And, and, you know, not to compare it to this movie, but think of Mannequin. You know, people were probably like, yeah, don't care about the movie, but then, uh, then that song, Nothing's Gonna Stop This, you know, gets nominated. Oh, yeah. That happened so, a lot in the 90s, too, where the song um, was was bigger than the movie uh, they attached it to, or sometimes the song elevated the movie, like just to throw out a quick, a couple 90s ones, not too much, because you might do this down the road, but like... Hey, who knows? Might yeah, be a good one. That I, I'm just throwing, I just throw my name in the hat. If you do the 90s one, <laughs> I want to be on the 90s one, too. Um, but Seal, Kiss from a Rose, you know, obviously is yes. one that just... That song, Love probably, that song. Yeah, that song probably wouldn't have been a number one hit, but you attach the imagery from uh, Batman Forever to the video, and it's just epic. It's just so epic, and um, I, lo- I love that song too, but I don't know, man. You, you know, when I go to the karaoke's, um, I put that song on, and mm-hmm. sometimes we'll have like a, like a new person. Fr- I, I go karaoke with uh, work buddies, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes we'll get, you know, add like somebody new, and then we'll throw on Kids from the Road. Kiss from a rose, and they'll they'll be like that sounds familiar. And then once it starts, the entire room is singing along to that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People are like getting on their knees, trying to act like Seal. That song is like (laughs) legit, man. It's like it's like a a a lyrical euphoria. You know that that song. Everybody will sing that song. Um, Yeah, it makes me want to do that now. The other one to kind of just add to to the hat, not that I feel like this is in the same vein as Kiss Mm -hmm. from a Rose, Mm -hmm. but kind of the same thing where like the movie wasn't so great, but the song was pretty epic, but Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. See, that's why, yeah, the 90s have to happen, but you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, like um, that song was a hit. I remember I was in middle school. Yeah, and people were were loving that song, man. Everyone was trying to be a thug because Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> also came out with Crossroads around yeah. that same time, you know. So, um, Dangerous Mind, not a great movie, uh, obviously, uh, but Gangsta's Paradise. People will get up and rap to this because it's one of those like. Um, you know, not to sound racist, but I am a minority, so I feel I can say this. But I feel like Gangsta's Paradise is like one of those rap songs a white person is confident they can get up there and, and rap and it'll be okay. And you know what? You're right. But <laughs> even if they can't, they have Amish yeah. Paradise. You still they, have where yeah. else Amish <laughs> Paradise. And if you can't, if you don't feel like the crowd will let you sing Gangsta's Paradise, you have Amish Paradise and you get away with that. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Feel the room. Just just know your yeah. crowd. Yeah, right? Know your, okay. <laughs> <laughs> know your crowd. I agree. All right. So let's see here. Down to the last two. Mm-hmm. All right. So number two, according to the polls, The Power of Love, Huey Lewis in the News. It hurts. A little bit. It, it, it little does bit. sting. I, I know pe- people on Twitter are like, Peter, you need to like uh, campaign for it more. I'm like, hey, I'm doing what I can. I was campaigning I hard. I was like, <laughs> I was throwing out gifts every time the song came up. I was campaigning. I actually feel like I may have heard it, but at the same time, uh, you know, 
is probably fair. Probably is where it needs to be. Ultimately, we're blinded that's by fine. by our yeah. love for uh, hey, the back film. to the future. Yeah, yep, that's where that's where it came. I mean that because that song was just like uh, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, and I I. I've, not that like this might have happened, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if people were like, well, clearly we know what Peter wants to be number one. So I'm just going to vote for something else or, you know, <laughs> not to like really kind of like, uh, I, I don't know, sway the, the vote in one way or the, uh, the other. But it, that could have been a thing, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, there might be haters out there. You know what? So. I I think you might be right. I think um, <clears throat> I have cleverly hidden my. Uh, the tune tournament I'm doing, I have not revealed what I want to win. I've I've said a few that I think could, but I haven't said what I want to win, and um, that for that reason, because it could it could come back to bite me. I could see a few people be like, "We're not voting for that because we don't Wes- want Wesley to gloat." But um, the, yeah, the, it, it yeah, could, yeah, it could be that, but it could also be like, uh, well, you, you know, people will probably help him. And, and vote for that song. So maybe I'll vote for something else to mm-hmm. kind of like make it fair kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I will say that this is my favorite song off, off this list though. Um, and, and even if you, let's say Back to the Future wasn't what it is. It's my favorite movie. Okay. Your favorite movie. Yep. Even if this movie, I, I tried really hard to be objective when I was thinking about it the other day. Even if this movie wasn't the hit, that it was, and they've made some of the decisions in early pre-production that changed the film and it wouldn't have been as good. I still think this song would be my favorite song from this list. I, I really do. Um, Danger Zone's close, but, um, Danger Zone's a great close one. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a lot of justice and I'll let you tell the story and kind of fill the, in the gaps, but there is a lot of justice that this song beat Ghostbusters. A lot of justice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, because yeah, the backstory was, um, you know, Huey Lewis in the news was asked to do a song for Ghostbusters, uh, which they declined to do because they were doing a song for Back to the Future, and then you know Ray Parker Jr. releases Ghostbusters, and it's pretty much the same song as like uh, what is it? I want a drug or something? Or yeah, I want a new um, drug. Yeah, yeah. So so I yeah, just uh, another song from Huey Lewis. So there was. A lawsuit there, and they eventually uh, settled it out of court. So, uh, so I, I think there was a, a little bit of flack for Ghostbusters because of that very thing too, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of crazy. But um, both songs were nominated for best original song uh, at the Academy Awards. Uh, Power of Love lost to uh, "Say You Say Me" by Lionel Richie. So, uh, it was uh, nominated with some of the other songs I, I mentioned previously. Man, screw Lionel Richie! I'm just throw <laughs> that out there. He doesn't I, belong on this list. No, no. Yeah, whatever. We know who's the winner in our hearts and our <laughs> minds, and culture has said so uh, over time. So, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. You know, the the crazy thing is that um, uh, the power of love. I actually love the the instrumental more than I do love the song. <laughs> oh, really? Oh man, I yeah, don't... it's weird. It's weird. Like I, I could listen to the instrumental. I mean, it, again, it's nostalgia. You know, you mentioned it, the the love for Back to the Future. But I think of scenes like um, where Marty's warming up before he's like auditioning for the Battle of the Bands, you mm-hmm. know. And it, it's, it's it's things like that. Um, like Back to the Future Two, he's playing it on the guitar. I don't know. That's more iconic to me, the instrumental, than the actual song itself. People forget how big Huey Lewis was in the 80s. Now, not, not, granted, I'm saying this retrospectively myself because I don't remember the 80s. Like, I probably, I mean, I, well, li- I thought you were like 50 years old. Man. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I lived ha- exactly, I think, to the day, half of the 80s. 
So I only remember, you know, a, a little bit of 88 and 89. But Huey Lewis was a big deal in the 80s, man. Like they, they, they were throwing out that I want a new drug. Um, um, so happy to be stuck with you. And they had a lot of big hits. So I don't know. This is, this is arguably their biggest one, but they've, um, this is it. So they have some big, they had some big songs in the 80s. Yeah, they did. Uh, all, um, on the Back to the Future soundtrack, they also did the song "Back in Time." Oh yeah, that was um, obviously good too. yeah, not as big of a hit, but uh, that was it was a good song as well. Mm-hmm. So that was number two, sir. Number one. Oh, did I mention that uh, power? Yeah, yeah. I already said he lost out to say you say me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So number one. Here we go. Here we go. The the moment everyone's been waiting for. Uh, uh, do you have a guess what it might be? I have to be honest. I have gotten so boggled by this whole thing, and I forgot what what <laughs> one number what got first place. That I think that the song that I thought would have got first place was already named. Oh, which one was that? Uh, I, I thought because we we just named Footloose, right? Yeah, that was number four, right? Footloose was number four. Yeah. Yeah. So that's if if somebody was just telling me to holding a gun to my head and telling me to pick, I I, I thought Footloose would have won it probably, uh, or Danger Zone. Um, but uh, no, I don't. I don't. I knew Power of Love didn't, but I can't remember what did. And so, just to recap the top four, and I'm going to go off by the polls here mm-hmm. to review uh, reveal uh, the number one here. Mm-hmm. At number four, we have Footloose with 11 percent of the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters came in at 15 percent. Uh, number number two, Power of Love was 33 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, 41. Well, you know what? Actually, let me... Uh, the the f- final. I don't know why I just didn't do the final. Mm-hmm. So, of the two songs, Power of Love came out 41%, mm-hmm. 59%. Your number one, Don't You oh. Forget About Me. Don't you forget about me. Don't, don't, don't. Hello. Yeah, that's number one. Yes, that's fair. Simple Minds. Mm-hmm. Simple so, minds. Breakfast Club, 1985, uh, it hit... Um, number one in the top Billboard uh, 100, and it did not get nominated for anything like that. But you know, I think when people think of like 80s movies, mm-hmm. they try to think about like uh, like a maybe not really a coming of age movie, but like a like a teen movie. I feel like most people kind of gravitate towards like The Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, so that that makes a lot of sense. It, it may be the most 80s of 80s movies. Like it just that's that's so. Um, you know what it is? I think for us in the last decade, I think Social Network is a movie that's really going to say a lot about um, th- that generation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Breakfast Club was for the 80s. I don't know what it was in the 90s. I'll have to think about that. Maybe, you can throw Clueless in there maybe. Um, uh, Clueless? Uh, Clueless is up there. I- I'd probably say She's All That mm-hmm. is probably going to be up there. Yeah. Um, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, another yep. movie in the 90s. But Breakfast Club might be the movie that most defines, I guess, you know, the youth of the eighties, I guess. Um, and just, Oh yeah. Kind of what's going Brat on. Pack. With, yeah. The Brat Pack. You, I mean, all at their full, you know, height, you got Ringwald and Estevez up in there and Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Um, and then the moot, that song was used so well in the movie, uh, when it was used. So, I mean, yeah. And, and I, it really was. I, I remember the video too. So, I mean, that's a good song in general. So, yeah, I'm fine with that being number one. What I do like about it is that uh, Bill uh, Billy Idol was asked to record the song too, uh, which he he did not do. Wow. Um, 
but but he does he does do a cover of it on his like 2001 compilation album his greatest hits <laughs> i need to uh, go back and listen <laughs> yeah wow. i need to hear it too but like you know the funny thing is like um you know, if if I never knew it was by Simple Minds, I I, I probably would have guessed. You know, like oh, it sounds like Billy Idol a little bit. You know, so they went with somebody who kind of has you know that twang mm-hmm. maybe when he sings. So they, they great number one, but yeah, I'm fine with it too. I um Simple Minds derived from another group um, and I can't remember who what the group was. I think it was the same guy who sang uh, "Tempted by the Fruit of Another." I think it's the same guy. Obviously, you can tell I can't sing, so sorry about that. But <laughs> oh, you sounded just like him. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Um, Keith Forsey. Keith Forsey. Keith Forsey. Yeah, he he wrote it. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'll look it up. Mm. I know that I know that Simple Minds was another group before, and I'm I'm trying to remember who they were, but they kind of the you know you know how bands do they just all break up right. And That's and real quick to I mentioned earlier in the show Jefferson Airplane and Jefferson Starship, which are completely two different entities, it seems like. They did derive from each other. People broke up and created Starship and Jefferson Starship. Um, and, okay. Yeah, and that's kind of where all that stuff came from. But, yeah, that's that's really weird, too. Oh, man. So, yeah, this this was a lot of fun. Let me recap the entire list, mm-hmm. uh, 28, and I'm just going to do the titles here. Um, number 28, Oh Yeah. 27, Win in the End. 26, I Can Dream About You. 25, Holding Out for a Hero. 24, If You Leave. 23, The Touch. 22, Into the Groove. Mm. 21, Shakedown. 20, St. Elmo's Fire. 19, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us. 18, We Don't Need Another Hero. 17, Send Me an Angel. 16, You're the Best. 15, Rhythm of the Night. Mm. 14, Maniac. 13, The Time of My Life. 12, Cry Little Sister. 11, In Your Eyes. 10, Take My Breath Away, 9, Hungry Eyes, 8, Eye of the Tiger, 7, Glory of Love, 6, Danger Zone, 5, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, 4, Footloose, 3, Ghostbusters, 2, The Power of Love, and 1, Don't You. Mm. What a great list. It is a great list. Overall, I'm I'm pleased with it. I still think Berlin's way too low, and I'm still surprised... Uh, Danger Zone, uh, looking back at the whole thing now is, is a little low, but I can't argue with number one. Would I like Power Love to be number one? Yes, but yeah. I, I'm definitely content with, with Simple Minds getting, getting that nod there. So I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, as, as much as like, um, like a, a impact, uh, Back to the Future has made on pop culture and everything, you know, the whole deal with like predicting certain things, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like, um, uh, Breakfast Club is always going to be, something that people kind of tie in with like the eighties, you know, oh, like you're, you, you got your pitch perfect that, that references it, um, in the resurgence of that song. So I, I, I get it. So I, I can see why don't you is number one. I hope they don't buy quite a landslide. It wasn't even close. Yeah. 50, 59 and 41. Yeah. That's actually, I think the only thing that kept, um, power love being so close is our, um, campaigning and quite honestly let's just be real when you're talking about 80s movies power love special to us should it be number two you can are you can make a strong argument that it shouldn't have been there you can honestly replace danger zone with that and yeah, it would make sense absolutely. to me so i think our campaigning helped to power love a little bit well i do think it's my favorite <laughs> Maybe, song from yeah. the list but i i think um but you could argue that any of those songs in the top five really could have made the final and especially footloose um and could have won it. So um, it will be interesting uh, 
through different seating to see how it would turn out. But, you know, I still, I don't, I think the winner would have stayed the same. So I don't think it needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm actually going to be doing another episode in the very near future on another podcast called, uh, Music Ate My Brain, mm. uh, which is a sister show to Podstalgic here at Corten Parts, uh, the podcast network. So the idea for that one is uh, I'm going to have another guest on there and we're actually going to go through the actual bracket and talk about like, you know, what songs were up against what and what it lost out to leading up to the number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one was, you know, your top 28 and discussing uh, the movies that it came out in um, or featured on. And then the the other episode will be very similar, just kind of breaking down the bracket a little bit more and just kind of giving our opinions um, as to like how the votes went. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Wes, I want to thank you again for joining me, man. This was a lot of fun, and thank you for the idea for even doing this, ultimately leading us to doing an episode together. Dude, I, I've had so much fun on this episode. I really, really have. Uh, looking looking back at things, this was I, I laughed really, really hard thinking about some of these cheesy '80s songs um, and just the movies that they were connected to, and just how they fit into to everything and what. I learned a lot too. The ones that were that did place on Billboard, the ones that didn't, the ones that were nominated for awards, and the ones that shouldn't have been. Uh, very interesting subject matter. One of the most interesting things I've done so far podcasting. So I've had I've had a blast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, your your suggestion, you know, for um, for the poll, you know, it it ties in very well what I do here, Podstalgic, mm-hmm. you know. Taking a trip, just, yeah, so that, that's what we did. So hopefully everyone had a good time. Hopefully it inspires you to kind of go back and check out some of the movies that I have uh, recently reviewed that were on this list. And obviously I'm going to eventually do some of those other ones as well um, because that's what I do, man. I, I enjoy kind of just taking a trip back and just seeing what we remember, talking about the number one songs, um, you know, that, that came out when the movies uh, uh, were released. So, um Wes, why don't you uh, tell the people, you know, again, your show, where they can find you, and maybe uh, either a current episode or something coming up they can expect from you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me do that. Uh, you can find us on uh, uh, Twitter at Via VHS, on Instagram at Via VHS. Um, we just recorded a show Thursday night that's going to be a recap of the first round of the 90s Tune Tournament. We have some great uh, intros to the tournament. We're going to introduce our number one seeds, talk about the surprises from the, the first round and uh if you uh want to find all the the uh, matchups you can go to at 90s tune tourney and you can see all the matchups there you can take part in the second round if you missed that on the first uh but it's been a lot of fun so we got that episode coming out uh i actually am probably going to get it up uh, later today so that'll probably be um you know up and running probably about tonight so um, yeah, so retroactively, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be up. So that'll be season, uh, episode one of season two of the VHS, because we're doing it in seasons. So that'll be kind of interesting. There we go. Yeah. They do yep. episode. Check that out for sure. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll include your, your Twitter handle in the show notes, too. So that way, if anybody wants to go straight to your account, they could just click on it uh, from the show notes. Um, for me, you know, if you guys want to continue this discussion on Twitter, you know, if you want to say, hey, well, I thought this song should be higher or lower, mention both of us. Mention both of oh, us. Yeah. You know, this, let's continue this on Twitter. Um, yeah, everyone had a good time. Again, we had like over 100 uh, votes, you know, on most of the polls. You know, some got a little bit lower, but that just, it depended on, you know, who was retweeting and stuff like that. But I was getting uh, a lot of interactions for sure. But 
If、uh, you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Podstalgic. If you want to follow my personal account, is at Rip Citizen.、Um, but you can find more of my content, obviously iTunes, your Google Play Music, your Stitcher.、Uh, but if you want to、uh, check out some of the other shows associated with、uh, the network, just go to CortemParts.com. And you'll find, you know, my show here, Postalgic. Obviously, my other show,、uh, We Got Five, the top five list show that I do.、Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got.、Uh, current episode at this time is Princess Mononoke,、uh, which I had Mariano,、uh, who's one of the hosts from、uh, TV Eight My Brain,、uh, was a guest on that show. So、um, this was a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a '90s one、uh, in the near future. So、uh, for Wes. I'm Peter. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We will talk to you later. Podstagic is part of Cortemp Arts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Listen to some of our other shows like Get Real Movies, Blood Guts and Blu-ray, and The Broken Brain at cortempart.com.